This episode of Naval Gazing is sponsored by valleygivesback.org. Adding a Valley charity to your estate plan creates a lasting legacy that tells future generations what causes matter to you. Your action will inspire others to follow your lead and make a difference. With a plan gift, you have the power to impact the Valley community forever without affecting your current lifestyle. Learn more at valleygivesback.org, an initiative of the Valley Community Foundation. Plan now, give later, and impact tomorrow at valleygivesback.org. For hundreds of years we brought you the news. For in the info we gave you the clues. Owners' profits were always sky high. Hey, Internet, welcome to Naval Gazing, the Valley Indies weekly talk show. We're sponsored by valleygivesback.org. Hey, guess what? Teenagers are not a monolith. Republicans are not a monolith. Democrats, not a monolith. Media, not a monolith. Gun owners, law enforcement, not monoliths. I say all this because as of this recording, it is March 14th, 2018, precisely one month after the mass murder spree at a high school in Parkland, Florida. This morning at 10 a.m., a national school walkout happened. Ethan Fry and myself covered two very different walkouts at Derby High School and Shelton High School here in the Valley. I emphasize very different because like teens, Republicans, Democrats, law enforcement, the media, and gun owners, today's walkout was not a monolith. I make that point at the start because we took some heat March 13th because we used a widely used image from womensmarch.com to which some readers took great exception because they pointed out School groups today were not necessarily advocating for the same things that the organizers behind the Women's March slash Women's Youth Empowerment Group are advocating. However, that group was one of the organizing groups behind today's event, according to the Wall Street Journal, Fox News, The New York Times, Washington Post, National Public Radio, and Vox.com, and at least one of the speakers at the events that Ethan and I attended today. I just wanted to throw that out there because I know there's a significant and deep and troubling distrust of the media out there. There's nothing we can do to change that other than to push back, fight back a little when we get labeled as dishonest. So basically yesterday before the big walkout, and I'm using walkout in air quotes because these were really more organized assemblies. Mm, Yeah. Right, Ethan? That's Ethan Fry, by the way. Hi, Ethan. Hi, how are you? And we, yeah, it, yeah, it was. There were less, you know. It wasn't like a, a unsanctioned, you know, protests as much as, yeah, sort of gatherings, I guess. Yeah, and and it seemed to me, at least in the Derby one, the uh, educators, the paid staff there, sort of worked to give students who wanted to express themselves a conduit to do so. It was this was an assembly, basically, no different yeah. than than any other assembly I've ever attended. Uh, at various high schools. Uh, but basically, I mean, the day before the event, I, 
I reached out. We, we had people contacting us through social media being like, hey, what's going on on this date? Well, what's going to be happening locally? And I'm like, well, we haven't gotten anything, but we haven't asked either. And then we got a, uh, well, we didn't actually receive it. In, in Shelton, the superintendent sent a letter and put it on social media. And we shared it on our page. And the response mm-hmm. on our page from Valley Indie Facebook readers was overwhelmingly positive. So I reached mm. out to Carol Merlone and Ansonia. She shared some great details with us, invited us to cover the event. Unfortunately, there's only two of us, so we couldn't get to all the events today. Uh, but we, we heard back from Superintendent Conway uh, up the road from where I am here in Derby. And we heard back from uh, Superintendent Wilson up in Seymour. Now, I wasn't interested, to be honest with you, in staking out a school and watching a bunch of kids hoot and holler and run out of school, you know, like at the end of uh, Days of Confused, that uh, Richard Linklater movie from the 90s. Uh, in the late 80s, 1980s, I participated in a walkout myself at my uh, high school. And basically, my buddy and I had a getaway car stash. We ran off campus, got in the car, and went to go see a movie. That's how much we cared about the actual walkout. But that is not what happened in Derby or Shelton or, as far as I know, in Ansonia today. The educators in those communities clearly tried to make this, and I'll use the cliche, a teachable moment. Uh, And again, we didn't have the the staff to send someone to Ansonia. I would have loved to observe that one as well. And Mm -hmm. Seymour opted to keep theirs sort of insular. Uh, Basically, we were not given any details on, on what happened up there. So let's start in Derby, where the three students I spoke to were clearly for what they described as, quote unquote, sensible gun laws. They also advocated for more mental health intervention and help in general, and for people to just be decent to one another. Mm. So after we talk about Derby, we'll go over to you, Ethan, and we'll play some clips from the Shelton quote-unquote walkout, and then we'll revisit Derby, because there's been this discussion in Derby that is happening about possibly, maybe, someday, we don't know, bringing in the National Guard, the Connecticut National Guard, in some capacity for extra eyes or security at Derby High School. So in Derby, there was an 18-minute assembly. Now, sadly and ironically, Derby Middle School, which is across the street from the high school, briefly went into lockdown as this event took place. That was connected to an alleged threat of some kind made on social media against a single individual student within Derby Middle School. So if that doesn't illustrate how times have changed and what's happening in in our country, like nothing does. During the planned walkout slash assembly at the high school across the street, the middle school went into lockdown very briefly. But let's get it started. This is a clip from Derby High School freshman English teacher Jonathan Mercado. He's introducing this concept uh, to about 60 students who attended the Derby event. There's only about 360 kids in the whole school, and about 60 of them were there in the auditorium. Mercado is also the Valley Coordinator for the Human Relations Club uh, in Ansonia Derby. Here we go. Uh, so we know uh, last month we had a, a terrible event where 17 young people lost their lives in a high school uh, called Parkland in Florida. Uh, today is the one month anniversary of those 17 young people losing their lives. Uh, several of our students uh, came to our administration with the concern that uh, 
we should become more involved and more aware of what policies and what we can do to help change and alleviate that kind of stress uh, for students coming to school. Um, so we decided to create uh, and uh, align ourselves with a national movement. You guys are one of many right now across this country that are out of their classes and drawing attention to this, ins this serious issue. Now, I didn't capture great audio for the first student speaker. Her name uh, is Amberlene. I'm sorry, Amberlynn Angeletti. So not only did I mess up her audio, I also messed up her name. But I did speak to her after. Basically, she wasn't using a mic, and I was in the first row using an iPhone to record this stuff. So uh, it didn't work out. And you had a kind of a similar problem in Shelton with the wind. I mean, <clears throat> unfortunately, we're not uh, audio engineers. Uh, but here's uh, Xavier Abraham. He's a junior at Derby High School. And he basically says uh, students shouldn't have to be worried about getting killed in school. And he also calls for tougher gun laws. Basically, he said it, it, it should be tougher to get what he described as assault rifles. So here is Xavier. And I want to let everybody know that I am heartbroken and deep saddened about the school shootings that have been occurring in the U.S. This has become a new norm, common to the point that we have come desensitized to it. How would you feel if you were the parent who got a call about their son or daughter being killed at school in cold blood? How would you feel if you knew a beloved teacher that was killed at a school shooting? I wonder why these things continue to happen, these shootings. Why are our own killing our own? Why aren't these people being stopped? Why do we, who do we blame for this? Is it mental illness or the lack of love between communities? Or is it the gun law? If the process of getting a driver's license is so complex, why can't this be the same for acquiring an assault rifle or any gun at that matter? These laws need to be changed and this nonsense has to be stopped immediately. School is supposed to be a place of safety and education, but now parents and students and teachers have to worry about making a home to their families alive? People are being killed sensitively. We need solutions, not problems. I want change. Change for sensible gun laws, change in how we treat one another. Change to reduce school shootings to, li to literally none at all. I can't do this alone. It's up to us, the students, the teachers, and the parents. Also at the Derby event, and that was again, Xavier Abraham uh, in a quick audio clip there. Mr. Mercado provided information to the students who wanted to continue to make their voices known. Basically, he said, hey, if you agree or support what these two student speakers have said, here's a way to channel that energy into something other than just, you know, uh, being on Twitter or, or, you know, yelling out your front door. Um, you know, there was also, I should note, in Derby, a opportunity for any of the students who attended this 17-minute assembly connected to the national walkout to share their opinions. You know, if somebody said, this is garbage and we don't support any type of tougher gun laws, there, there was that chance to do that. Uh, no one took that opportunity up, just for the records, the, 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 for the record. The kids were very well behaved. There was no hooting and hollering. Uh, they were respectful, and they they all politely applauded uh, the two speakers. 
but uh, no one else spoke other than Xavier and Amberlin. So here's, uh, again, Mr. Mercado basically explaining how to formally make your voice known in American politics. Uh, and uh, just another note there, like I said, there are about 50 to 60 kids in the auditorium. There's 360 kids in the whole school of the kids in the auditorium. I counted about 20 of them, uh, according to a show of hands, that were 18 years old, which makes them eligible to vote. There was also an opportunity, if they wanted to, to register right there and then. Uh, there were a bunch of iPads with internet access set up. Um, and holding this kind of forum is wonderful. But in the end, after you leave these halls, and if you don't do anything about it, it's just that. We held a nice little meeting with many students who have common uh, ideas, but did nothing about it. All right? So what I've uh, compiled up on this table are a list of many, many senators and House of Representative uh, folks that make our laws. All right? Uh, I have one list containing the, senator, the Senate members of Connecticut. Another list containing the House members of Connecticut. Uh, another packet here that contains uh, another date that March 24th that we're going to have a more nationwide. There's March on Washington, which I'm sure you guys have heard of. Uh, but there are also local options. Shelton, uh, Old Saybrook, Hartford are all doing something on that day. So I have compiled a list. Uh, it's a couple pages long where you can actually look on and decide to attend. There's also a list of senators who decided to say no to common sense gun laws. My advice to you guys is if you really feel passionate about this, is that you take those email addresses, you take those names, and you spam them as much as you can. Okay, in terms of themes, I listened to the audio that you captured at your Shelton event, and I just was uh, struck by the fact that the kids were all basically saying, we should feel safe in our schools. Obviously, mm. school shootings must stop, and we are sort of in this upside-down world where uh, we've become sort of desensitized, maybe, to violence, and that school shootings are becoming this way of life, which is bizarre. And speaking yeah. to that point, and it was that sort of is that accurate? Is that sort of what you got? I mean, we'll go on to Shelton after oh, yeah, we play yeah. one more. And, and and like I'm listening to one of the clips, I'm forgetting exactly which one, but you had mentioned to the person that, you, as you said, you went to high school in the uh, '80s, um, and I remember I was in high school when Columbine happened, and like that was just like so shocking and like unheard of that the next like several days in school all of our classes, we didn't talk about whatever the lesson plan was or whatever. We just talked about that. And we had these conversations um, in our, in our classrooms amongst ourselves. And I like that has that that's going on. It seems every two years now uh, for kids going to school now who weren't even alive when Columbine happened. So it's, yeah. It's, and, uh, and that's actually, it's our next clip where that is brought up. I, okay. Yeah, I went to a high school and there was a homicide. A, a student murdered a uh, a woman on our high school track when I was a freshman, the first couple of weeks of uh, of school. And you know that was it's just bizarre to me to think, oh, that was well, that was just a normal murder. It wasn't a mass murder. Mm. Like it's just mm. all becomes sort of crazy. But uh, here is uh, Amberlynn, a Derby High School student, uh, again making the point whether you like it or not. She is advocating or suggesting that. More has to be done with uh, gun laws. So here's Amberlynn. 
Something that my friend told me that I think is like really true. She said that our generation kind of like grew up in this, and something that my mom said is we were like born in this because Columbine happened in 1999, and one of us was born in 1999 to 200. So we got used to this stuff happening, and we can't get used to it. We need to put a stop to it. We need to say we need to go to Congress and tell them that we need to put a stop to school shooting. We need to make guns like harder to get, as like Dick Sporting Goods did. They made it like really hard for people to get guns there. So we want like something to like stop the school shooting, to stop the school violence. Because people here, we feel safe. But just because we feel safe doesn't mean something bad can't happen here. Okay, and then sort of anticipating how some of the Derby comments might play, at least on our Facebook page. Uh, you know, there are the Valley, I think, at least if you look at our, our Facebook page. And again, there's no, nothing is monolithic. But the Second Amendment gun owners, very strong block. It's part of life, I think, to some extent in uh, the lower Naugatuck Valley. Uh, you know, there are very, uh, when, when you start throwing, I know when I almost hesitated before putting our story about all these walkouts on social media because it's one of those things that just uh it's like sticking your your finger in electrical socket socket at, at least on our facebook page where people are like wow mm. uh, so i asked derby superintendent matthew conway you know again because i'm anticipating some people are going to be offended by the fact these students were allowed to advocate for stricter gun laws within the school building within the school walls how does he balance the emotion and politics of these big ticket controversial issues. I guess it wouldn't have been easier to sort of push this away or at least say, no, we're going to do this privately in media. You can't, you can't come in. So here is uh, Derby School Superintendent Matthew Conway on the politics of all this. And then later, we'll, we're, going to, we, we're going to have a clip from Conway, a little five-minute interview where we talk about whether uh, it's feasible or smart to bring in the Connecticut National Guard as extra school security at Derby High School. There's so much emotion and difference of opinion and uh, on, on the issue of, of gun control or even, even this issue, we, we put uh, an image uh, of one of the groups that helped organize this and, and made it known and, and we were accused of, well, you're you want to take our guns. You're liberal. There's sort of all this comes to the table. Uh, as the head of a, a, a school district and sort of organizing this or allowing the students to organize this, how do you balance this issue and all the different sort of concerns or baggage or political views that exist uh, out there over this? Our, our role in our, in our schools, Eugene, is to prepare... Um, uh, our kids uh, to be adults and uh, so what better opportunity uh, than to do that in an environment where we can provide support for that practice uh, to occur so regardless of one's views on a particular um, identified uh, issue it's more about providing opportunity for coaching and support uh, for an experience they are going to continue to experience as adults. And that is an opportunity to express uh, your opinion in a very constructive way um, and recognizing that uh, there are multiple opinions out there about any one issue. Uh, so our role, we thought, uh, in a responsible way, allowing students to practice that. 
that's our in and prepare them uh, for for adulthood uh, and this is just part of that process so as much as we prepare them in academics um, we need to prepare them for these type activities as well Hi, this is Eugene Driscoll, most likely interrupting myself to bring you a message from our sponsor, valleygivesback.org. Adding a Valley charity to your estate plan creates a lasting legacy that tells future generations what causes mattered to you. Your action will inspire others to follow your lead and make a difference. With a planned gift, you have the power to impact the Valley community forever without affecting your current lifestyle. Learn more at valleygivesback.org, an initiative of the Valley Community Foundation. Plan now, give later, impact tomorrow at valleygivesback.org. All right, moving on to Shelton High School. This was Ethan Fry, I think a more subdued event, at least in terms of policies that were advocated by the student speakers. Is that correct, Ethan? What'd you, what'd you see in here there? What'd it feel like? Yeah. And I guess, for, I guess, first of all, I was, you talked about, um, you know, when we share these things and the comments we get, I was surprised a little uh, in terms of the comments we got yesterday because we had shared uh, Dr. Uh, Christopher Cluett. Uh, the Shelton superintendent, he wrote uh, a letter or posted and shared on social media a letter about this walkout event um, uh, in which he he didn't come to any policy conclusions or anything. It was just sort of a, a thoughtful letter saying, you know, we have to ask our have to we have to ask the question why essentially when all these school shootings happened, and I thought that we might get some, or there might be some negative backlash to that. But from what I saw, it was universally positive, uh, the reaction on on our Facebook page. So that was sort of heartening to see. And then that's what made me a little surprised when we basically just advised people that these things were happening uh, the next day to, to, to see a sort of a backlash. But maybe, yeah, maybe. Maybe that was on me because I used that image from... Uh the uh, uh, women's march thing who are I just thought it was accepted that whether you like it or not they are one of the yeah, major groups that are all playing a major this day yeah. they're all playing a major part that's why all these things happened on this particular day but uh, I understand yeah. that you know people uh, I did go back and at that and then that post and I just put up a thing saying please read the article before mm. commenting just don't re- don't react to an image you're seeing in our and I did add a cut line uh, after uh, Liza Whitehead pointed out that th- these things aren't necessarily uh, connected. But, but at that point, you couldn't really say they, they, they were not because the Derby one actually was, uh, yeah. although it was not listed on a, on a, on a, on a website. But, but anyway, yeah, I should read. Let, let's, yeah. before we talk to, or talk to you about the Shelton walkout, I'll just read some of the comments uh, that were sort of against this whole issue, just... I guess in the interest of fairness, so it's not just us blabbing on, but someone named Bill and Bev Hanna, uh, they've just posted someone else's, uh, something from Twitter, an image from Educating Liberals. A week ago, Congress was asking Tide to change their pod designs so teacher, teenagers would stop eating them. Now, this week, the media thinks teenagers should determine gun control laws. It's always interesting to me when the, like the media just... It's just 
the media. But uh, then Tony mm-hmm. Mamone said, suspend those that walk out. Actions have consequences. Teach them a lesson about being accountable. Leo P. Moscato Jr., go to class where you belong. Uh Don Anthony Ozzy, and these are just usernames on Facebook. Why are seventh and eighth grade kids participating in a walkout or have a say in gun control? Uh, Joe Teodozo. Kids who were eating Tide Pods last week now think they're experts on policy and the Bill of Rights. John Walt, all they want is out of school. Hashtag get real. Uh, James McCluskey, this was something that came up uh, several times. Instead of a walk out, and this is a meme he posted, or an image he posted, walk up, not out. And the idea there was instead of walking out of school on March 14th, encourage students to walk up, walk up to the kid who sits alone at lunch and invite them to sit with your group, walk up to the kid who sits quietly in the corner of the room and sit next to her, smile and say hi, walk up to the kid who causes disturbances in class and ask how he's doing, walk up to your teachers, thank them, walk up to someone who has different views than you, get to know them. You may be surprised at how much you have in common. Build on that foundation instead of casting stones. I challenge students to find 14 students and three adults to walk up to and say something nice in honor of those who died in Florida on the 14th of March. But you can start practicing now. Uh, and that was uh, James McCluskey. And I would point out that in, like, in Derby, the kids that I spoke to, they said, yeah, that's, that's part of it. We need to yeah. be decent human pra- beings. Pra- practice that every day. Why not? You know? that's yeah, that's so. not something that has to be done just on the anniversaries of mass murder, I think. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but that's a, that's a real, you know, there's a concern. I mean, bullying and just being, uh, anyway. Uh, what else yeah. is there? Let me just see. There's a couple others. Uh, there's one more I wanted to see here. Uh, again, Joe Teodozo. Oh, I just realized this is from two hours ago when you cursed. Why do people have to curse on, uh, I don't understand that, how people can. Anyway, walking out is about as useful as people who change their profile image to a flag that suffered a terrorist attack. Quote, I'm helping. Maybe kids should quit being bullies and little expletive deleted bags to other students and accept them no matter what. I mean, obviously these are people commenting who didn't attend today's events. Mm. And some of these are people who were anticipating that uh, this would be, you know, chaos and that the media would distort this all. And my computer stopped working. So that was uh, people on Facebook weighing in uh, prior to this event and prior to the publishing of this podcast, obviously. So, Finally, I'm sorry to blab on and on and on and on and really not giving Ethan much of an opportunity to say anything. What was going on in Shelton? You had, first of all, 300 people? Yeah, uh, the student council organized uh, by design, pretty much an explicitly non-political event. Uh, About 300 students walked out of the school and gathered in front of the main doors for 17 minutes. Uh, one minute for each of the victims uh, and student. This was during an advisory period. So those who didn't want to take part remained indoors uh, with uh, teachers. I'm not sure how many students are in the high school, but 300 uh, 
pretty sizable number uh, to have gathered out there. Um, they observed a minute's silence for each victim. Uh, as each victim of last month's shooting name was read, there was a minute's silence, and a person would place a, a flower in a vase uh, in, that per, in that victim's memory. Um, afterward, many of the students signed a banner that will be sent to the Florida school today in a show of solidarity. Um, they observed the moments of silence impeccably. Uh, police and school administrators helped uh, plan the event. Uh, and they were present, but they didn't speak and afterward deferred to the students who took the lead in organizing it. Um, I spoke with Alexis Klimazewski. Uh, she's the senior and the president of the student council afterward. Um, and she repeated that the, the purpose of the event was as memorial to the people killed uh, at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland and not to express support uh, officially as a student council for any one solution or the other or any set of policy recommendations. Um, but yeah, you so know, let's, she said uh, personally. Let's let her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we have that. We have a clip from from her. And I think, you know, there's two clips here. There's one that was labeled student council. Was that what she said formally to the crowd gathered or both these clips with Utah? That was right right afterward uh, me and another reporter um, from the Shelton, me and a reporter from the Shelton Herald uh, she basically read a statement uh, for, on behalf of the student council and then after that I uh, was able to pull her aside for a minute oh, uh, gotcha. before so, they returned. So here's Alexis talking or reading a statement uh, prepared in advance to distribute to the media. Here we go. So we wanted our students to have the opportunity to participate in this national walkout, but as a school, we decided rather than making a political statement to instead honor the lives affected by this tragedy, which is in fact the first step in leading to a safer society. I was wondering, uh, it's obviously a tough time to take a stand, but why did you guys feel so important to uh, come together and make a statement? I think that as students at this school, we've grown up surrounded by too much particularly seeing all the tragedies in schools. We live so close to Sandy Hook and now this, which is affected which affected students just like us in high school. So. Okay, so then Ethan, what you're we're saying that after Alexis read that statement, I know Aaron uh, Berkowitz from the Shelton Herald asked a few questions. We we edited down. I should we've edited all these down. These are not complete mm. uh, clips from from all these from these two events that we attended. Uh, but then you asked her basically, what do you think the problem is? Uh, mm -hmm. Why are there so many school shootings and what has to happen to uh, stop it? Mm -hmm. uh, is that correct? So yeah, uh, here is Alexis fielding a question from Valley Indy reporter Ethan Fry. The uh, superintendent shared that letter uh, Monday, you know, asking the question, why? Why does this keep happening? Um, as a senior in high school, do, I mean, is it, do you have any, could you answer that question or begin to answer it? I mean, is it just an I unknown? I don't think I can answer that question totally, obviously. But um, I think that, I don't want to say anything political. I think that we need to strive to making our society safer as a whole, whatever needs to be done to do that, whether it's, you know, the mental health issue, whether it's, 
whether it is gun laws, like it, whatever we can do, because the ultimate goal is students should not feel unsafe in school. I shouldn't feel unsafe going into college. So I think that all of our leaders, all of our adults should work together to try to figure that out. And what I found interesting about the response there from Alexis is that, uh, first of all, it, it's very hard to especially when you're that young. I could have never have done any of this when I right, was, yeah. when I was 16, 17, even 18, even 25 probably. Yeah. But uh, she she hesitates a little. And I don't blame her given what happens. Mm. In, I mean, these kids are, are, are way into social media much more than, than even you and I, even though we work for an online newspaper. And man, it's a lot of times it's not worth putting your neck out there, I think, because of all just the... the the hate that comes your mm-hmm. way. So she did a very good job saying like, here, I made my statement. And of course you're going to ask me another question. Here's what I'm going to, uh, here's how I'm going to answer it. But basically I, I was impressed by the fact that she also just kind of said, Hey adults, just do something, just, just get together and do something. Mm-hmm. And that was another theme we heard, uh, you know, today, instead of, you know, attacking each other with memes and, and whatever MSNBC versus Fox News versus Breitbart versus mainstream media, maybe just uh, do something, do something. And uh, I don't know, maybe that's uh, my opinion creeping in there. But I don't know. That was what uh, happened at the in Derby and, and Shelton today during the National Student Walkout. Uh, and then- yeah, and I, I wanted to uh, mention, uh, while that Shelton event was non-political, uh, three students from Shelton High School, Julia, Julia Meyer, Angela Kamara, and Tyler Macias, uh, they're also involved in another event scheduled for March 24th called the Shelton March for Our Lives. That's going to be Saturday, March 24th at 12.30 p.m. at Veterans Memorial Park. And for more information on that, you could just search Facebook for Shelton March for Our Lives, and that that is a, a little more. Uh, you know, they'll they'll do a, a rally with speakers and then march past City Hall. It says on Facebook. So okay, so as all this has been happening after the uh, Parkland massacre a month ago, there were a series of school forums. Shelton had a safety a school safety forum, and Sonia had a school safety forum. Derby had a school safety forum. I made it a point not to attend these. Uh, I, I thought it was. Uh, I, I thought schools would be would keep us away from the school safety forum because that's where the police department would get in there and, and talk about security, mm-hmm. and that's something by law you're allowed to do that as a public body in an executive session type thing. So uh, like we don't look to publicize uh, security. So I I, just, I didn't tell Ethan to go and and we didn't cover uh, any of them. And also a lot of uh, from what I read in the register like the derby one they sort of uh, uh, reemphasized uh, security grants they got after Sandy Hook because what often happens after a bunch of uh, high school students or young people are, are murdered uh, in a public setting or within a public institution, federal grant money comes down to improve uh, school security and safety. But one of the things that the New Haven Register reported, uh, they had a reporter go to the Derby Forum, was this idea, and it was sort of mentioned deep into the story, that maybe the Connecticut National Guard or uh, the National Guard based in Connecticut can come in to Derby uh, to do something in some capacity to help improve safety. So I took the opportunity today to grab Dr. Conway, who was at Derby High School during the uh, walkout slash assembly, to talk a little more about what 
he may have in mind. So here is uh, Dr. Conway. This is about, I guess it's about five minutes, five minute clip. So uh, is that accurate? Are you, is it sort of a plan at this point to bring in the National Guard in some capacity to help with school security and safety? So as I did uh, have a slide on it and mentioned at the uh, security forum, we are in infancy stages with uh, simply an idea that was brought to me by, by somebody else outside of schools. Have we ever considered uh, partnering with the National Guard to have a presence in schools? And so that led to uh, myself reaching out to uh, Major General Martin, uh, who is the chief of the uh, National Guard here in Connecticut and also the most senior uh, chief in the country uh, for National Guard to uh, open up a dialogue about, you know, what that might look like. So while they might have individuals uh, in offices today uh, throughout our state, uh, in a recruitment capacity, for example, who come into our schools annually as part of recruitment to the National Guard, uh, you know, is there an opportunity where those offices might be located in a school building where they can provide a, an additional set of eyes uh, for the schools uh, at the same time uh, doing their, uh, completing their duties for the National Guard as a recruiter. So, um, that led to him sharing the, the idea with his senior uh, team, as well as uh, with Governor Malloy, in terms of is this something that, that the National Guard um, and the governor's office would entertain, uh, looking at possibilities of this, um, and would we be willing to look at a possible pilot of some type uh, in Derby? for example, to see if this is even feasible or something that makes sense for, for anybody. Uh, so that's the stage we're at now. Uh, we are- So it's uh, still in that, is that like it's been stopped and the governor said no? We're no, not actually that, they were uh, supportive. Uh, and that again, realizing that this is uh, a local decision, but that they are supportive of the idea. If this is something that the, the um, local board uh, would like to uh, discuss. So, um, and then just uh, just to uh, help me understand, so it would be more like the National Guard could conceivably one day possibly maybe have an office in the school district where they work on recruiting and sort of a patrol capacity of some kind, or it could be uh, dependent upon what what uh, the capacity and the needs are. It could be simply watching cameras and then reporting out to our climate specialists, which we already have in our buildings, what they might see going on on the cameras so that we can uh, more efficiently and quickly respond to different areas. So we have cameras, for example, down at, at uh, Chatfield. But if somebody's not watching those cameras, a car that enters the campus is all the way up on campus before anybody may know about it. So simple things like that of eyes on cameras that we currently have many of to uh, more quickly report what's going on in our buildings you know, and our perimeter. Would there be any cost associated with that? Would you have to pay the We haven't uh, that's all. discussed that. That's all, again, very uh, infancy stages right now and um, scheduling a follow-up meeting to discuss what it might look like so that I have something to present to our board. All right, so again, that was uh, Derby Superintendent Matthew Conway talking about an idea to possibly bring the National Guard into Derby High School 
as an extra pair of eyes to bolster security. Still very much in the infancy stages, as he said a few times there. Um, a few weeks back, we had Jim Gilday on our podcast. He was talking about uh, the uh, Waterbury branch line and the train problems or the lack of money or the potential lack of funds and service reductions and fare hikes that are coming to Connecticut trains. Uh, but he's also the, Gilday is also the chairman of the Derby Board of Education. So we asked him very quickly, uh, this was you know a few weeks back, what his position or his board's position is on the uh, idea of the National Guard coming to Derby High School. I read like it had been proposed in California after Sandy Hook, where I guess uh, uh, Barbara Boxer out there had said, let's get the National Guard to do desk work for the cops and we'll have more cops in schools. Uh, but I don't think it ever went anywhere. And then uh, a, a state lawmaker or congressman in Georgia just in the last week or so wants to do it uh, down there. He said it's at least worth having the conversation. So all that uh, being said, have you, has the Board of Education in Derby talked about this at all? Or, uh, and, and what are your thoughts on it? The Board of Education has not had a discussion on the potential integration of the National Guard in, in the schools. It, it was a, certainly an idea that the superintendent broached at a community forum. Um, so, so I think there are certainly further discussions the board will have. Our school safety uh, subcommittee uh, will start to work with the administration um, uh, and just reviewing our crisis situations, our, our security protocols, and I'm certain that will be a topic of discussion. That pretty much wraps it up for this very special edition of Naval Gazing, the Valley Indies weekly podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Valley Indy or find us on Facebook at facebook.com Valley Independent Sentinel. This podcast is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Libsyn, and we are played every Monday at, and this is a time change, 10 p.m. on 103.5 FM, New Haven's community radio station, WNHH. We pretty we 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 get we get moved around a lot. We're like Arrested Development uh, on Fox back in the day. You know what I mean, Ethan? Are you still there? Yeah, that's like the uh, you know we're like the Tom Snyder of uh, of community radio in New Haven. Like, get your color teenies ready. Well, I meant by the the fact that that we were on at I think we started at noon. Oh yeah, we, yeah, we were one p.m. We're, it's like the the late night shift. Now. Right. I, we could start cursing. It's okay. Hey, we should just. <laughs> The next one of these we'll, we'll do, uh, it'll be foul mouth and intoxicated. Uh, I'm just kidding, people. But, you know, if you, don't, if you don't laugh, you'll cry, especially with the subject matter that we're, we're talking about today. Because, I mean, the whole, whole thing, the fact that, you know, we're having these discussions about school shootings is just so deeply troubling and, and sad. And I certainly don't have any answers. And I, mm. I agree with anybody for five minutes, you know, if you want to accuse me of liberal bias, I believe I, I have no idea. I'm, this is way above my pay grade to figure out. But the only thing I can say is, is, uh, you know, put on my rose colored glasses and at least say, uh, God bless America. We can have this discussion. At least we live in a place where we can disagree with each other without. Civilly. Yeah. 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 But anyway, is there anything else you wanted to add, Ethan? No, I think that was well put. All right. For Ethan Fry, I'm Eugene Driscoll. We'll talk to you next time on Naval Gazing. Mm-hmm.
Readers are in the opens each day. Yeah. 